Cahen is sponsored in part by Soulcraft Brewing, Salida's hometown brewery, offering a large selection of traditional and seasonal craft beers. Their spacious patio features cozy fire pit tables for outdoor warmth on chilly days. Fresh food is served daily at the Soul Shack food truck, featuring snacks like wings and pretzels, and full meals like sandwiches, burgers, and a delicious brunch on Sunday. Soulcraft is open daily for happy hour, lunch, and dinner. Hi, this is Leslie Matthews. And Rick White. Here to tell you about a very special episode of On the Rails next week, May 10th at 11 a.m. right here on KN 106.9 FM. Next week's show will be the final episode of On the Rails after five years on the air. We will do the show live at the Cahen studio from 11 a.m. till noon. Leslie and I will be here with Forrest, and we have some very special rail guests stopping by to talk about some of their favorite on-the-rails episodes and their favorite memories of working with Forrest on the show. So please join us for this live farewell to the longest-running podcast in Cahen history. And if you want to stop by the studio to say thank you to Forrest in person, we would love to see you. Again, this special farewell episode will be live in the Cahan studio in downtown Salida from 11 a.m. to noon next Wednesday, May 10th. Put it on your calendar and see you then. Thank you. Well, welcome, friends, to a very special edition of On the Rails. I'm your host, Forrest Whitman, and we're here to to sort of wrap up some years of doing this show. It's bittersweet. Uh, <clears throat> allow me to, you know, um, move around and do some things I need to do. Uh, and also will allow the station to get rid of us because I'm sure they're... <laughs> I'm sure they're tired of listening to some of these stories over the over the years, they and the they they need the room. They need the the first time that um, uh, our guest uh, wandered in here today, and that is Alan. There he is, Alan. Yeah. Yep. Hi, folks. Alan Lane is with us today. Yes. More. And uh, we're, we're getting anyway. He walked in. How we used to do the show. Uh, I would call Alan at his house, usually Alan. Then we'd put the my cell phone on top of the computer, right? Remember? Yeah. And that's, I was there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's how we used to do it. And somebody would walk in. We'd say, "No, no, no, no," and then it would it would it would fall off. And the, so we've come a long way. We're a lot more professional than that. And we need more money. That's we need a bunch of people to contribute money to this station so we wouldn't have to keep gerrymandering <laughs> everybody's everything saying, give me your, yeah. We need a new stove in that caboose. Yes, we do. There you go. We need that new stove. So, um, hey, Rick, why don't you introduce everybody that's here? Yeah, very happy to be uh, hosting or helping host this show today for us. Thank you for uh, seeing it our way and, and making it in here on time. <laughs> We were on time. They were on time. So we have the producer of our show, Leslie Matthews, is joining us today. And Leslie Matthews has been the show, uh, been the the producer of On the Rails for five years. And I just looked last night. Five years. The first one was uh, April 29th, 2018. 
and uh, we've been having a good time with it. I've been there most most of that time, but not the whole time. And uh, I, I also in that same um, in that same little search through the podcast, I didn't count how many you have in there for us, but it's a tremendous body of work. <laughs> tremendous. And uh, some of the special guests you've had, Alan Lane, who is present with us this yes, morning. I am. I am. Uh, Salida, ex-mayor, P.T. Wood. P.T. George Graham, the hobo. Remember that one? Love George. <laughs> you had our AmeriCorps Vista volunteer Jesse Dresch. Jesse, that was a good show. Where is she? She's in Washington D.C. doing uh, well. Um, oh God, the list goes on and on. Judy Smith, you had a conversation with Judy Smith about the forty-eighth parallel. Yes, we did. Yes. Can you do, give us a quick description of what the forty-eighth parallel is? Well, that's where the north. That's the Dixie Line. That's the north of that is the north. South of that is is, is Dixie. I see. And we argued a whole lot about was that an arbitrary line? Why why did they why did they use that? I mean, they could have used several others. Then we talked about some about the fortieth, which is important because that's that's the isothermal zodiac of William Gilpin, uh, founder of Gilpin. Uh, county and and uh, very interesting dude. God, the things you know I just know. always <laughs> blows my mind. Aren't you glad real. I asked that question? Yeah. yeah, we're glad you asked that question. Holy and moly! Let me just continue down this list a little All bit. Right. Another, I I believe this man's a uh, ex uh, Salida mayor, RT RT Ed RT, RT, RT Taylor. Yeah, uh, you've had the mayor of Trinidad, Phil Rico. Nice. Phil Rico, another nice um, another nice. guy that came from Trinidad. His name was Wally Wallace. Is, yes. He was like in tourism or something like that? He he's, was, a, he's a stand-up com- comedian. But he became the, the business development director, I think, for Trinidad. Trinidad. Yeah. yeah. Got to get in touch with him, get him up here to, to do a show sometime. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Another special one. Well, you had uh, a, a, one of our present guests in here, Leslie Matthews. You, you got to ride in the caboose once. Right? You know, and I felt really privileged because I'd been editing the show forever, and I'm like, I want to see the caboose. This She's is never crazy. I've never been in the caboose. So, yeah. Well, and I hate to tell you this, but I'm glad to tell you this is my first time in the caboose, too. Wow, you guys. Well, what are you we talking won't... about? You've been running the train for years. No, but I'm in the caboose today. Oh, I... you're not in the front engine. Uh, I get it. I have Juanita uh, driving the Juanita's train. Juanita's to moment. thank God for Juanita. And I just said, Juanita, push that lever this way to go, pull it this way to stop. That's enough, right? That's about That'll do. Yeah, that'll do. Yeah. <laughs> it's a joystick. It's, it's easy. It's, it's just kind of. It's a yeah. joystick up there. Yeah. So the list is long, but another, uh, just a couple special ones. Hayden Solaviv. Oh yes. He was the uh, son of a, a very wealthy man in New York City, and he was his father's company representative. Young man, very interesting interview, and they were talking about the well, taking over of he's the taking it over the Towner Line, out taking in it over, Colorado. yeah. And then one other I'll mention: Jade Smith. Jade is a nine-year-old, was a nine-year-old uh, oh, yeah. granddaughter of uh, Paul Smith of. Yeah. Yes. 
And she made a lovely guest. She, she did, did very, very well. What was she talking about? Was she talking about just what it feels like to ride on the well, rails? Well, to ride, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then she talked a little about these pedal bikes, which I fear we're never going to get in Salida because uh, the railroad there, I think they're going to sell it. I think they're going to sell that right away. Oh, you're talking about oh, you're talking about getting um, a paddle a pedal car on the actual rails that you could ride up and down on the rails. That would be really cool. Yeah. So um, I was looking at all the episodes, which are just like you said, voluminous, very voluminous. Voluminous. And um, and I looked and I thought, well, you know, there's really categories of shows. I mean, we never thought about it that way. But there have been really a number of categories that Forrest has delved into, and one of the most important being railroad history. We've had many, many shows that touched on many shows railroad history, and you've, you're such an expert in that field. It's kind of crazy, really. You were talking about how you know how people fought, and they were like it's almost like little wars that took place while the railroads were being established. In Colorado, for different routes, you know. Yeah. Oh, like, those were were wars. Those weren't little. Those were, you know, actual. Uh, you might say armed conflict, although it was only semi-armed. But the conflict that we've experienced on this show over the years <laughs> has been between has been between the Atchison, Topeka, and the Santa Fe uh, uh, Railroad. I knew uh, that was going to come uh, up. And the come, Rio Grande. Coming up against the Denver and Rio Grande, our fine native Colorado railroad founded by Palmer himself. The, uh, the kind of railroad that keeps his employees happy, that thinks about the future, that wears a smile on the front of the diesel against the other uh, uh, railroad, which... Uh, well, I forgot its name already, but I'll help you with that. And I think, isn't it just comic that uh, I would move to this town, and uh, one of my favorite best friends here would be such a D and R G W fan. What's that stand for? Um, it's uh, duh, duh, I know Denver, he's going to do this. He's going to uh, Rio Grande <laughs> Western. I knew he was going to do this. And then, uh, and then I just happen to be a, a lifelong fan. My father worked for them so they brought the bread and butter to the white table of the Atchison Topeka and Santa Fe Atchison, Railroad. Well, I'm not taking sides in this because I grew up riding the Southern all the time. <laughs> oh, the green light. Yeah. The green light route. Oh, my uh, yeah, we should yeah, we should mention why we say green the green light was the high ball. It was mm-hmm. it was the highest on the light stand. The greens on the top, reds on the bottom. Yellows in between. Can we can we talk about the highball? Because at the end of every show for five years, five so high years, ball, high ball. we've been saying highball, high and ball. I'm not. I'm sure we've described it on some show, but can, that's an important piece. Can you describe what what was that? That well, highball. That meant you move this out, get this get this rig moving down the road. And you yeah. always talk about a foozy. You're like, okay, I'm throwing the foozy out in the tracks. What's a foozy? Um, well, it's a, uh, it's a know. flare. It's a flare. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. flares, um, you have to strike them to get them hot enough you to go. You strike them. You do that a few yeah. times and then it, it, and it yeah. goes off. And so why would you throw that out as you were leaving? Cause it's hot. 
<laughs> well, that's better than, I suppose, keeping the flare inside the train. But but what's the idea? What are you, like, letting people know you're leaving? I don't yeah. get, yeah. Yeah, let people know you're And if there is uh, somebody coming behind you, they'll, they'll, that, they'll say, oh, we, we, there's something up, up, up there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. So that's the high ball. Yeah. So, uh-huh. um, the other, so here are the categories and, you know, do what you will with them, but yeah. this is what I came up with. So railroad history was a big category and we had many, many, many shows. We must have, I don't know, a oh, hundred shows, hundred shows on, on railroad, on railroad history. history. Yeah. yeah. It was a really big thing and, and fascinating. And by the way, you know, it's not as if these shows are going to go away. They're, they're going to be right oh. there on Cahen. Yes. Um, you go to org, hit podcasts and hit on the rails and, You've got five years of shows. And if you're a a railroad history buff, if that's of import to you, um, you can run through those shows, and it's pretty clear from the titles um, which ones are railroad history-type shows, and they are worthwhile ad infinitum, in perpetuity, as they say, in the the legal profession. Oh, wee, I love that. Did you bring a dictionary? Yeah, I've got my perpetuity. Oh, come on now. Okay. And then um, another big category was what I call fun on the rails, right? Like travel, yes. long-term travel, yes. the California Zephyr, the uh, – what's the other one? The one from – Southwest Chief. Southwest Chief. Yes. So I would say there's a, a large number of shows that relate to people describing their experiences on those two long-term – what do you long call them? Di- Long-distance. Long-distance. Long-distance rail. Mm-hmm. And and the efforts of the uh, Colorado Association of Railroad Passengers, which we belong to, and uh, which to try to convince Amtrak number one not to kill those trains, because and that the, was a real fear, right? Like especially oh, yeah. over um, over then, COVID, well, I was really worried. Then they hit. Then they hit a couple U.S. senators who are fans of of those trains and ride them. Which uh, Bennett, you know, Michael Bennett, uh, our senator, yes, rides those, and um, another senator who was mm, that'll come to me. But you're saying that Bennett rides the long term, the long, long distance rail, and has been very supportive, given testimony and so on, saying let's keep those, let's keep let's keep those going, and. I have as yet to do it, but I am definitely doing the California Zephyr. Well, do it soon. Do it soon, you know, because they have not replaced the rolling stock on that route at all. And that rolling stock is a lot of it, 40 years old. They're not going to replace it, you know. Amtrak, do you think they're going to shut down the California they hate, they Zephyr? Hate, they hate long term. They, what they like to do is where there's money, and there's money in uh, commuter rail. Commuter rail. Yeah. Front range passenger rail. Authority, and a good group, and I mean, God bless them. But if we could get that to uh, Trinidad, <clears throat> wow, wow, that would be. That, that's why I love that show where you had the mayor of Trinidad on, because Trinidad. God, I just heard something today about Trinidad. It's um, down there. It's like one of those, like on the verge of. Yeah transitioning to a really big deal place and the rail coming down there if they keep the long distance rail going that would be that juncture right from the front range and then if you were in trinidad you could then take the california zephyr or Uh, or the 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 chief or both no but but the the point is you could you could get up and get you could go up north and get the, the zephyr too if you wanted to do that 
Got it. I don't if think you would. But you're building a connector rail between Pueblo and um, between Pueblo no. and, and Denver, uh, actually would act all the way to Fort Collins, and that connector rail will be eventually there. tie into Trinidad, where it'll uh, you someday jump. Yeah, jump jump right off to Southwest Chief and head on up to. But so the, so, there's a, so those are legendary trains. Yeah. Southwest Chief is. Legendary train of the uh, Santa Fe Railroad. And that's the one, yeah. right, that goes Atchison from Chicago? <laughs> Santa Fe. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, the one that goes from Chicago to L.A.? LA. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. And there was that cool festival, right, that that guy, the one, that well, guy, well, like I don't remember his name. Well, we should back up a little to say, from, from <laughs> if you want to go from Denver to L.A., yeah. uh, you probably are going to do that. But if you're going to take the Zephyr, the California Zephyr, that that, that leaves out of Denver and goes up and goes through the Moffa Tunnel, and it's it's beautiful. That's, and that one goes to San Francisco, right? Goes to San Francisco. Okay. Short, short of San Francisco. Uh, I've done that several times, and that's a wonderful. Even today, even the way they've uh, screwed that route over, I'm sorry, because see, Amtrak management, they want to make money. And they really hate. You mean the guys in the gray suits? Yes, the guys in the gray suits. (laughs) They hate. They hate the the gray gray guy on Craig. The guys in the gray suits. Yeah, you know them. With the ties. The ties. You know, looks. You can picture them, right? It's right out of the 1950s. They've all got those skinny little ties and gray suits and hats. You know, hats. The hats. Those hats are so. Where do they get those? They must go to the thrift store. Oh, God. I don't know. Oh, but those are some of my favorite shows, the um, the long, you know, long distance rail travel, yeah. people talking about that. That's really Very awesome. Some of the funny, well, remember the nightgown lady? No, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, Rick. Rick's our censor. Yeah. She, was, she was really fun. Well, I'm going to pull this back around. Thank you, uh-huh. Alan, and thank you, Leslie, for being in here. We have another person in the studio who came by to offer a little, um, a little gift to the celebrity DJ, and her uh-huh. name is Eunice Colette. And we are going to listen to a song, and then we're going to bring Eunice in, and she's going to do that song but first i've got this i want to see if this will work for us hang on to your hat let's see if this goes you hanging on let's see if it'll go oh that's good not bad huh and uh let's see and so i'm going to put this song on and we'll get eunice set up in here what just happened eunice did you see this did you see this picture of the Moffat Tunnel, renamed. I don't know how he did that. Take the air off. No. Oh. He's taken a Thank picture. <laughs> yeah, he's taken a picture of the of the Moffat Tunnel, and he's renamed it the Whitman Tunnel. Oh, is that uh, that's, that's love, great. And I don't know who who one of our photog people did that. I. Who, 
One of them did that. I think that's so funny. Well, Walt, we get set up for uh, for Eunice. Uh, Forrest loves train songs, and I've started a, a train song list. I've got 49 songs. We can't listen to them all today. But this one comes from Steve Gillette, and it very much speaks to the uh, uh, celebrity DJ Forrest Whitman. And, yeah, like I say, thank you for falling in with us. This is what we wanted to do, and we'll be right back. We will. Every night when the train whistles by, he turns from the table, turns to the sky. And even though he's been there most every night. Her heart is in trouble It's love standard crime Cause he's got railroad written all over him She can read it in his eyes He's got railroad written all over him Goodbye, 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 goodbye Somewhere off in the blue dust of dawn Lost to the morning and still drifting on Sometimes she'll look way out across the lawn She'll look clear to glory before she sees him again Cause he's got railroad written all over him can read it in his eyes He's got railroad written all over him Goodbye, 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 goodbye Used to be when he was younger He could let the train roll past without even sighing Or grasping for the wine now he's haunted by the hunger And though he swears that it won't last She knows that he's lying He's way down the line He's got railroad written all over him She can read it in his eyes got railroad written all over him Goodbye, 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 goodbye He's got railroad written all over him She can read it in his eyes He's got railroad written all over him Goodbye From the old caboose where Francis and I lived. And we're back. And uh, anyone who knows Forrest in this town would agree. He has railroad written all over him. That comes from Steve Gillette's Texas to Tennessee. And uh, Forrest, you got a special guest in the studio, as I announced earlier, Eunice Colette. It, 
Yes, and um, I have a couple of Eunice's, and I wanted to make sure I got the right one. This is, <laughs> this is Eunice Collette. <laughs> and Eunice, you've done a very nice thing. You you wrote a song with Forrest in mind, and it's a train song, and you came down here to perform it today. I, 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 I applaud you already. I'll applaud you at the end of the song. What do you want yeah. to tell us about it? Oh, well, thank you. Thanks for having me in, and great to be here with Forrest. And, um, well, we were talking, we had a conversation a while back, and I told you I had a train song, or a train story, and you said, oh, we should get you on the radio, and, well, now I've kind of missed my opportunity, so, well, I, so I decided, well, I'd write a song about it, so you really inspired this song. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. You're inspirational, Forrest. Yeah, and it's a... About a time early on in my life when I um, hopped a freight train <gasps> uh, from Fargo to Glacier National Park. It's a bunch of, yeah, woohoo, dusty, yeah. dusty, dusty. Yeah, it was dusty and hot. And, and what cold. line is that up there for us? Northern Pacific. It's the Northern Pacific. Through there, yeah. Yeah. And, um,. Yeah, so that's one exciting adventure in my life. I bet so. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're lucky uh, you got home alive. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't think I was aware of the danger, but on the way back, they weren't, they weren't going to let us on. Uh-huh. They, uh, well, we were told, you know, just go up to the station and hop on. But uh, they said no. They, I guess, had had an accident recently, and <laughs> so... Anyway, the, well, that's not how you do that. Anyway, you, you do what Wayne does today. To this day, he hangs around. He waits till they're about ready to take off, and he gets in about the third engine back. Then those guys, they're not going to want to get out, you know, put their lunch down, <laughs> everything like that, and go all the way back, and find you in one of those units and kick you off. No, they just, you know. Now, if 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 one of the if well. If a cinder dick showed up, he might, he might, he might come back and say, all right, you know, it's illegal for you to be riding in these engines. But otherwise, no. So the engines that they have kind of a, is it a bunk room or is it a, a just a nice, sitting nice, place? Nice big chairs. Nice big chairs. Uh, water cooler. Uh-huh. Um, no, there's no actual bunks, no. I see. No. Well, we were given the advice that you should ride on a piggyback because those are then, nice yeah because then you wouldn't get uh the bumpiness the bumpy ride uh-huh. however then you get the wind and the rain and and the cold and yeah. <laughs> well you know else. that's interesting our uh hobo guest george graham he said that he liked the open hopper cars and be, because they have a, a kind of a corner gusset in each corner of those cars, and it's a great place. You're just a little bit, maybe three feet under the lip, and you can kind of raise up and look out over. And that's that was his car of choice. Ah. Well, we saw people with hammocks. You know, they'd be <laughs> in their hammocks under the, the oh, semi. Yeah. And, you know, oh. it didn't seem like people were worried at all about getting kicked no. off. Um, no. So I don't know. This was in 81. Um, so. And things have gotten, I hear, a lot tougher out there. That I mean, I hear they've actually been writing tickets. I mean, they would never write tickets. They'd, 
Say, get out of there. Yeah. This railroad does not exist for you hobos. So, Well, thank you for coming in, Eunice. What's the name of your song? It's called Railroad Blues, the for rail- lack of a better name. Railroad I don't know, maybe Forrest Blues. will think of a That's better That's a good one. song. I like <laughs> Whitman's Railroad Blues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. The floor is yours. All right. Thank you. Was the August of 81 We were young and free And looking for fun We hopped a freight train Heading west through the plains From Fargo to Glacier Out in the wind and rain Nine hundred miles through the wheat and corn, through the towns and cities, he was blowing his horn. He was a hot shot. Bernie was a hot shot. Didn't stop for long. Had to catch it on the fly, for it was long gone. Well, it was hot, it was cold, it was deafening. Our ears were ringing to that ching-a-ching-ching. We weren't riding in style or luxury. But this land is our land, we would proudly sing. At the end of the line, after two nights and days, packs on our backs, we were looking for stays. And at the Big Sky Motel, the showers were hot. Burgers in our bellies, we slept like a rock. Hiked in Glacier for six long days Bells on our boots to scare the bears away And after 70 miles The passes and down Our feet were aching We were homeward bound Lining up like a pro on the East platform We were told not to go by two stuffed shirt men They had to sneak on down a mile or so Had to catch it on the fly like an old hobo Well, it's a hard way to go, the miles we dread If I had my druthers, I'd take Amtrak instead But when you're hard up and don't have the cash It's one way to get there if you don't mind the lash It's one way to get there if you don't mind the lash Thank you for bringing that in today, Eunice. Yeah, train songs. 
There are a lot of them out there. Yeah. And, you know, who, who thought when we started this show that we would get so many aficionados of train songs, train literature? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, a lot, a lot of love. A lot of interest there. Yeah, and applause to you, Forrest Whitman. I know it's taken a lot of work to uh, get these guests uh, lined up to do the shows. You've talked to many of them for weeks before you could get them to agree to come in on the show. You have to buy show. them drinks. Buy them drinks. That helps. <laughs> you got me in. <laughs> oh. uh. So anyway, let's see. Are we just going to Yeah, maybe we'll just scoot over to this. And uh, Alan Lane's joining us again in the studio. Thank you for coming in, Alan. And you got some questions for the celebrity DJ today? I do. I do. You know, people are always asking me about Forrest. They listen to the show or they've heard the show or they know Forrest. They always have these questions. And I'm going, well, well I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to catch him one day where he can't escape he's pretty captured in here so i i think i'm going to ask him a couple of questions Uh-oh. now now first we all know you come from chicago right yes south side I lived there for quite a few years okay. on the south side and how did you escape crime we were we were actually i'm well there were there were a lot of cubs fans too yeah yeah. And the White Sox mm-hmm. still exist as a baseball team. Could you see Comiskey from your house? Oh, almost. And we <laughs> certainly could, as we were running a little, <laughs> at night sometimes we'd be running a little a little coal jumper that just, just all I had was about six or seven little coal yards along there. Went right right next to Comiskey Park. So we'd stop, stop the engine, sit there. We'd have it, have the, the White Sox would be on the, the radio. radio, yeah. In those days, the White Sox were on the radio, <laughs> if you can believe it or not, and watch it happening right, right there. We, you know, that really fun. The tracks were high enough that you could see into the park from the. Yes. Oh, nice. Oh, yes. That's always a perk. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, and the what railroad did you work for in Chicago? Well, I worked for uh, actually four different railroads. I thought so. Uh, yeah, I worked for the. Uh, uh, the Burlington, the, the main, Burlington Main Line. Then I worked for the, the New York Central S- South. Mm-hmm. That ends up in Kankakee, yeah. Illinois. And then from the uh, uh, New, York, New York Central Yard, and that ends up at 63rd and State in Chicago. So uh, kind of rough, rough locations, yeah. <laughs> all of those. And um, I guess you could call us... Maybe that's the fourth one. Certainly the Burlington subsidiary, which, which was the Colorado Southern, which went. And, but, you know, these railroads, they're constantly trading against each other, mm-hmm. fighting with each other, going out of business, going in business. You know, that's what that's all about. And how, uh, long, how long did you work the railroad? Not that many. You add up all those years. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I suppose you probably wouldn't get more than about six years. Oh, well. Wow. Add, add it all up because... I'd work for a while, and then I'd quit. And then I'd say, well, I'm going to go. i, I got to get some. I'll never get out of this university unless I start taking some courses <laughs> and finishing those courses, yeah. you know. And um, so I'd do that for a while. But then just like that song, why, kind of a little some would say, that's a nice spring day. It'd be nice to be up in there. I wonder what they've got. And so you wander in and say, you got anything on the board today? And old Bill Hurd down there in the Chicago yards, 
He'd say, what are you doing back here? You're supposed to be up there getting a doctorate or some damn thing. I'd say, well, I know, but I'm done. He'd say, well, let's see. He said, well, you know, you'd have to sign the papers again. I said, no. He said, yeah, we probably still have the papers. He said, well, yeah, I got a midnight cold switcher. That'd fit, fit you. Go home, sleep a couple hours or whatever. And I'd say, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> okay. So you just wanted to get back on the rails? A little bit. Make a little bit of money. Well, I was wondering, because I, I knew you had a degree, and I kept thinking, how does that tie in with his career on the railroad? Oh, that. I, didn't, I didn't realize that, that that was your summer job, eh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I never got to work summers very often. Yeah. I, and I think back, and I don't know why. It was Maybe it was always winter. Maybe it was always winter. Well, after this March we've just had here in Salida, Colorado, coldest March on record. We just finished. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So maybe it'll always be cold. Yeah. I don't know. I never know. Never I don't know. know. <laughs> well, some the people who know you and, and hang around with you in town always want to know, when you walk into a Mexican restaurant, you start speaking fluent Spanish to <laughs> every waiter <laughs> in town, and they want to know, how did Forrest get fluent in Spanish? Oh, and those who listen to you probably don't know you speak good Spanish. Oh, it's part of the fun. It's part of the fun. Yeah, you know, we for two summers going, we would go for um, oh, I don't know, a couple weeks each time to uh, Ghost Ranch in northern New Mexico. Mm-hmm. The kids and Francis and I would go down there, and of course speak Spanish the whole time and work on getting getting better. Then. Uh, Behind the big, it was big in those days, A&P store, was it? In in Chicago, there was there were some trailers back there. And one of the trailers was a woman named Senora Munoz. And I'd go over there and speak Spanish with her. And she would say, no. She, she, and she hit her little rule. She'd go, no. <laughs> and uh, that was fun. And sometimes she would take some money. And sometimes, no, she would say, oh, no, you're just my guest. Uh, other times I'd say, well, I've got an extra $10 bill. She said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you, so when, when was that? When was that that oh, you were learning Lord, from Senora? Oh, eighth grade, maybe ninth grade. Oh, back, back when you absorbed everything. Yeah. Hey, oh, I, we, we did. We yeah. did. And, and a lot of people who lived around there were, you know, multilingual. They, they tended to be. <clears throat> More than today, mm-hmm. when uh, oh I don't know those those were either easy well those were easier times in some ways harder times in others you know if you were um, say uh, a black uh, person why you could only go about thus far up the railroad hierarchy you could be a car knocker you could be a fireman you probably could be I don't know, switchman's someplace, but you would never get to be conductor. Right. Hmm. And that was kind of embarrassing. A couple of times I'd get called out. It was the seniority system. And you, you sign your name on a big showboard, it's called. You show that you're there and that you'd work. They always have three times as many switchmen and conductors as as they need. And so you, you sign. And then, then, then he'd come over and say, oh, you only worked once this week? Well... You know, union rules. You're now the conductor on this 
little coal train tonight, and you'd walk out, and here'd be two uh, guys with 20 years seniority who, you know, <laughs> this was their life, and you are now their conductor and say, now I want you to do this, I want you to do that. No, no. Oh, you mean because you were white and they were black? That, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, speaking of conductors, we've had a very special guest. Uh, we call him Conductor Brad. I forget his last name. Oh, he's great. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> and he's he's a uh, conductor with Amtrak, and he he's a, he's a big rail fan. He, he oh, knows what's going on. And goes to all the rail hearings. All the stuff. And works hard along with uh, the president, who we also had out here right. uh, a few times. And just to, yeah, to get to all the hearings and try to get these railroads to at least acknowledge the fact that they still do offer uh, long-distance long service. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, he's always been a great guest, and you can, of course, find those episodes. I think oh, yeah. you can search if you just put Conductor Brad. Brad, Conductor Brad. I think that you can actually find... Yeah, Brad Schwarzenbeider. Yeah. Yeah, great. And we had another uh, young man that was a guest one day. And this guy, he was a friend of my son's. And he likes to go out and take pictures of trains. And he'll go to great lengths to drive somewhere and get a picture of a train on a certain. But he also had a little bit of conductor uh, background. And he talked about one night he was conductor and Mr. Willie Nelson was on the uh, was on that train and he was bringing Willie a coffee when he wanted wow. or different things. Uh, we're supposed to turn our, uh, our Cell phones uh, off. I don't know who that was. I do. Some hobo with a cell phone. Some hobo with a cell phone. Yeah. yeah. I think Alan had a couple more questions yeah. That, yeah. from the yeah, they're, yeah, they're from the peanut gallery. Somebody says did you, that you've you've ridden an awful lot of rails. A lot uh, of rail. Yep. And, and a lot of Mexican rail too. Well, we were wondering. In fact, that was that was part of the question about the Mexican. Did you work uh, for the rails in oh, the no, you, south of the border, or did no, you just, uh, rode and you just rode them? One of the most spectacular ones. I still say, if you want to get up early, mm-hmm. is that five a.m. that heads it it's, it heads south out of Durango and it goes over the the Grand Canyon of of Mexico. Our Grand Canyon is oh, nothing God. like that one. It's 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 prettier. It's much deeper. Is that the Copper Canyon? Copper Canyon. Copper Canyon. Yeah. Yeah. And and if you start in go go down there and buy a ticket in Chihuahua, mm-hmm. in the station for the next morning, and you'll get there. And uh, it may be only you and a couple other guys with sacks full of something. You don't know what it was. <laughs> and then and you and and. They let they they'll let you ride up in the engine, or they've got usually have one little some kind of car stuck on there, and that's really fun. You, you, what you don't want to do there, they have a a tourist special that leaves. Oh, I don't know, maybe nine in the morning, and you don't want to do that one. Okay. They're they're nice cars, but but they are nice cars, but you don't get any sense that you're on a Mexican train. <laughs> You have this sense that you're kind of, you know, sealed off from from the rest of the the rest of the world. Whereas with that early one out of there, that's a trip, and and they pick up people all along the way. They're going along, and then they 
stop. Some people get on, they get their 20 cents, or, well, I don't know, whatever they're going to pick up. Yeah. But so that's that's definitely one to do. Um, I don't know, the, the, the Guatemalan trains, those are interesting, too. And that most of them are still outdoor trains. They're still, all right. Special guest. <laughs> There's our special guest. Hey, hey hi, hi. Yeah. She's, I'm Jane. Jane Carpenter's joined us in the studio. And let's see, before we get to Jane, uh, did you have a question or before we get to one more question with you i want to encourage we people got to hear from jane yeah if you want to come down to the station we're going to hang out for a little bit after this is over in just a f- very few short minutes and uh you got a last question you want to give well, the, DJ? The, the only last question is last question is there a train you wish you could have ridden oh. and you haven't done that yet oh well if, about a hundred of them <laughs> <laughs> about a hundred of them I wish I'd uh, I'd done the Guatemalan mountain train. Hmm. I I drove the daytime train. Well, we were scared of bandits, <laughs> so that's why we we didn't. But uh, that 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 looked like such fun. That that would stop every hundred feet, uh, practically. And and the Guatemalan trains are uh, open deck. They're just open deck with a little sunshade over them. But the and that's that's it. Wow. And that that's a train that I never quite got to. Oh, let's see, whatever. Um, well, when I was in England for for a few months once, why I, I thought seriously it'd be great to get the Royal Scotsman and go first class, mm-hmm. where they'd come in with the with the you know the cut of sirloin or the cut of lamb that you wanted. Say, well, will that do it for sir? Yes. And, and you know, that, yeah. Just once in my life, feel like, but you've got to have your, your tie crispy and in order. Oh. And the one time that I did get on, heading north out of there, we were going up to Findhorn to visit magical plants. Mm-hmm. And we got talking to the guys in the dining car about that. And I, I was doing a postdoc at Oxford for a little time at that point. Amongst other things, I was doing the postdoc at Oxford, working for the Burlington. I think uh, uh, odd weekend second shift uh, on on coal trains, and what was the third thing I was doing? Well, staying married to Francis, <laughs> and you know we've got to include Francis because once Francis happened, mm-hmm. things really changed in the world, and she still puts up with me. <laughs> I, well, I mean, she does. She's. It's just amazing. Do you guys still live in that caboose? <laughs> no, no. But we had. We sure had fun in that caboose. We, we even, even. I don't know what she'd say, but I certainly have some memories of life in that caboose. Boy, wow. We really had fun there, and um, but we were young, you yeah. know. You could do that then. Yeah. We we once took a train. Francis and I got on. We, and we, we did. We bought a sleeper. In fact, we bought a roomette in Kansas City and went to L.A. And so that's quite a few nights in there. And I, I ran, literally ran, down to the end of the <laughs> down to the end of the platform there, where there was a little liquor store, and it had a <laughs> sign that said "liquor, liquor, liquor," that came off and on. And I grabbed the first thing I could find, 
I forget what it was now. It was awful, whatever. But we drank that all the way, <laughs> all the way to L.A. Oh God. Well, I'm going to say thank you for coming well, in, yeah. Alan. Well, and, good, uh, good, good to talk to everybody again. And, and uh, Jane Carpenter, nice of you to stick your uh, stick your face in the studio. Yeah. Jane is like the mother hen of K Hen Radio. She is. It's so sweet to be back here. <laughs> it was 20 years ago that K Hen got their humble starts, and it was at the uh, at the uh, dedication of Jane Carpenter. Thank you for coming in. What do you want to ask? our celebrity DJ. <laughs> How long have you been doing the program on the rails? Well, off and on, uh, as, as a dedicated program, five years. And then you used to come in on Friday mornings and talk used, about trains. I would come in on Friday morning and do the rail report. And then, in fact, when, when I f- first did the rail report, if you'll remember, we were, uh, where was it? It was down in a basement somewhere. And you were there. You mean in the alley there? In the alley. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. <laughs> it was fun. That was back in the days when Ed Quillen and Martha Quillen would come on, too. They'd come on, and then, yeah. and then I'd say, here's, here's the rail report. And the magazine was just getting started, which I still write for, uh, Colorado Central Magazine. Great articles you're writing for us. Oh, thank you. Thank you. As I say, come on. Thank you. (laughs) Well, you may not have heard this, but I was looking through the podcasts, which are available at khen.org last night. And you go to podcasts, you go to On the Rails. I went down to the bottom, and it was dated April 29th, 2018. Ah. Five years, Forrest. Five years. I think it's something to be very, very proud of. Indeed, and and I'm really proud of Cahen for <clears throat> opening the community up to yes. all kinds of crazy yes. programs. I mean, how many radio stations have a program about trains on every week? Did she just call this a crazy radio program? <laughs> well, a crazy idea. Yeah, <laughs> open to cra- it, all kinds of ideas here. Yeah, yeah. Crazy there, and very legitimate serious ones. <laughs> yeah. And On the Rails is really both crazy and legitimately serious, depending um, on yes. the show. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've yeah. done. He, Forrest and I did a live show. Oh, I don't know, in the last couple months, and we get together and we talk about the railroad war in yeah, uh, Salida. Talked about and, the railroad war, and I call them train songs and musings. And uh, guy, it's just been so fun to do all of these different things. It's uh, it has been challenging getting our guests. Uh, one of the things that came up one day is that we're we. In the pandemic, we started doing these shows by Zoom. And so we make an appointment. We'll be here at a certain hour and this and that. And How come this guy's not here? Call him for us. He calls him. Oh, he's out in the woods with chainsawing wood for his home. We're trying to do a radio show here. <laughs> I didn't mention his name when uh, as I was going down well, the list. That was rare. It was rare. That was rare. It happened. And one other one I want to throw out there, and this guy's a big star in the in the railroad scene, and maybe you can tell us a little, little bit more about him, Mr. Jim Subi. Jim Subi is the star. He's the president of Colorado Rail Passengers Association. But more to the point, since he goes to all these hearings, and since the rail buffs, the real big rail guys, are, are afraid of him, 
They are afraid of him because, boy, he's the one who comes in and says, no, 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 you can't kill, you cannot kill the, the Zephyr, the California Zephyr, cannot kill that train. You cannot kill the Southwest chief of your railroad. <laughs> and, My railroad. <laughs> you, you know, uh, you can't do that. That's, that's America. Those mm-hmm. two trains are America. Mm-hmm. That would be like trying to kill. And, by the way, you can, should not be able to kill the Broadway Limited or any of the Chicago to D.C. trains. And they've had some, some luck with that. Yeah. But, as you know, railroad management would love to kill those trains. You keep saying that. Because, well, I, it's, I, it's, it sticks in my craw. Yeah, it does. I'm sorry if I sound bitter. I'm not bitter about that. I'm just saying that, it, that that's why we have these groups to put, put a, a different vision out there. Yeah. Right, to advocate for those trains, right? Yeah. Yeah, and Jim Subi has been on a number of times talking about the new rail line that's yep. going in between Fort Collins and Pueblo along the Front Range um, and hopefully down to Trinidad. We talked about that a little bit. And uh, he is just so credible and knows everything about it. He's really in charge of that, of that project, and he's yeah. very, very excited about it as he should be. Yeah. And you know, the they did, I don't know, some sort of survey, and uh, it was like eighty percent or something of people that really wanted that line. Mm-hmm. It was a big, big, heavy yes. pro. Let's get that line going. So, um, and you can learn about where that is and all the money they got from the federal government um, and during COVID as well. Um, those shows are on the podcast, and you can just search for Jim Subi and, and sort of get those updates as well. Yeah. yeah How do you nice. spell Subi? S-O-U-B-Y. Yeah. S-O-U-B-Y. That's right. Subi. Yeah. Very nice man. And uh, Jane, uh, did you have another question you wanted for this no, Jane, celebrity on, DJ or comment? <laughs> Well, I, I could make a comment that when I bought a house across the tracks in 1989, there were still trains running up and down nice. the tracks here in Salida, and mm-hmm. it was nice, although they would stop in the yard, and if you had walked or ridden your bike in, you <laughs> the only way to get through was to climb across the couplings, uh, which oh I was known to do with my bike with groceries in it. Oh, <laughs> no. You, you stop and you wait and you listen to see if the brakes listen, are going to let... Listen, Yep. And for our listeners, when was the uh, last train? When did the last train go through Salida? Do you remember? Oh, well, about that time. Well, they, they ran for a couple of years. So, 89? 92 or so. I, say, I, I would say the last... The last freight was about 93. Yeah. Uh-huh. What about passenger service? When did that end? That was a lot earlier, right? Uh, some earlier than that, yeah. Like in the 70s right. or something? And, and, you know, look what happened in uh, Canyon City. I mean, that guy bought that route and uh, for nothing, really nothing. And he's, he's phenomenally uh, successful. Great many people... Uh, Get you know, love to ride the Royal Gorge Canyon. They love to ride that train. Oh, and a shout out for them uh, if you haven't done that. Uh, 
Royal Gorge train out of Canyon City, and you're a rail fan. It's you, fun. You want to do it. Oh, yeah. just a sightseeing fan. You don't even have to be a rail fan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good sandwiches, yeah. a little bit of something to drink, and it's about an hour out and an hour back, and uh, very, very nice. I was glad to have done it recently. Great up-close views of the river and right. the gorge. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, there are a couple of shows that we did that we had young people involved with, because I really think the future of rail has so much to do with how it's viewed by people that are younger, do you know? Yes. And I think they get excited, the whole Gen Z group, you know, the really young folks. Um, we had Madison Butler yes. um, on a couple of times, and she's part of the Railroad Passengers Association, like communications director or something, or was. Was. Is that yeah. right? And um, she was really big, I remember, on um, young people discovering train travel. And, you know, Gen Z's kind of had it up to their eyeballs with, you know, all the new technologies and the social media. And they're the first generation that's kind of like, ugh, okay, what else is there? You know, like the novelty may have worn off with this generation. And I'm thinking they would love train travel. Because it's like slow food. It's like a, a different way to um, engage with moving across the country, a different way to engage with people oh, while yeah. you're doing it, right? And I think, Forrest, you've talked a lot about um, oh, uh, yeah. the socialization that occurs on a train, you know, the, the pleasure of meeting people while you're traveling by train. Oh, yeah. What would you say about that? Because I know you... Well, just that we've had... We've had... Well, look... Read the back of this of this photo here. This couple that met on a train and fell in love, and you know, people. It's it's important. Yeah, it really is. And um, Madison just had a great episode again. Yeah. So if you want to go on to khan dot org on onto the podcast and uh, listen to somebody young talk about sort of the discovery of what train travel is like from a perspective of never having had yes. that or even heard about it really much. You know, I mean, there were the old movies about train travel, right? Like, um, oh, the one with Marilyn Monroe. What's the movie with Marilyn Monroe? Some Like It Hot. Some Like It Hot. Oh, That's yeah. a train That's movie. A train movie. <laughs> it is. It is a train movie. And, you know, there were lots of old movies in the 40s oh. and 50s that were train-oriented. Yeah. Because um, people really traveled by train back sure. then. Um, and, but for new generations, they just have no concept of it. And so when they take a train ride, it's like a brand new adventure. Nothing they've ever heard of. And you still get there faster than you would in a car, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're a single driver. And it, you get there refreshed. You're not tired after two days of driving, at least right. from Colorado to California. You know, we're about out of time here. Oh. We've got about 20 seconds. Leslie, how's, how's it been? It's been a pleasure and an honor to be part of this show. And I love you to death for us. And thank you for doing that. Same from me, Forrest. This has been so much fun. Thank you for the opportunity. Cahan is supported in part by Hilltop Broadband. Hilltop Broadband for residential and business wireless internet service. Servicing Salida and Poncha Springs in Chaffee County, as well as areas in Fremont County, Custer County, and more. 
to experience the Hilltop difference and request new customer information, email info at hilltop-broadband.com or call toll-free 877-783-2889.